0: This is Bill Allen coming to you from Tyler, Texas, downtown on a beautiful, beautiful day. It's a warm day. It's getting up near 80, I think, and uh, spring is not official here in Tyler yet, but boy, it sure feels like it today, and it's a great, uh, great blessing. I'm glad that you're joining in, whether you're joining in live Or if you are watching a little bit later, these lessons get posted on my Facebook page, of course, and they stay there. You can also scroll down and see previous messages. You can go to our West Erwin Live or our West Erwin Church of Christ Facebook pages and they're also um, posted there following the lesson here live. And then uh, later on, we uh, uh, post them there as well. So I'm glad that you're joining in. I hope that you uh, have, uh, are having a good week. We continue to be mindful of our uh, friends in Ukraine, and our nation and our world, and we seek God's blessing and resolution I know that it's a, uh, it's a devastating thing for the ones that are there that are hearing the uh, air raid sirens, that are uh, hearing the bombs and fearing for their lives and the lives of their loved ones. And so we ask God to, uh, to be uh, acting in their behalf. Um, we have collected a, a special contribution and we'll be sending that along to Eastern European Mission and their relief efforts for Ukraine and um, as of uh, my understanding today, it's uh, $20,000 that will be sent, and so grateful for all who participated in that. We're still um, keeping them in our prayers and in our hearts, and I know you are uh, as well.
1: You notice the green, yep, happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, Let's see, as I understand, Um, Yep, I am definitely uh, from uh, the Great Britain
0: area. I always get confused about uh, uh, what those are, the British Isles versus Great Britain versus England and all the rest. Um, And so I'm afraid that even though it is in my ancestry and my bloodline, I haven't kept up with it very much. But uh, top of the afternoon to you, and that's as much of the Irish accent as I can do, I'm sorry. Uh, Joyce, if she were here, she would say it sounds like something far different than that. But that's the best I can do. As we go along in our study, we are
1: in a transition time. As we have finished this week. Um and uh, and so
0: I know that as we look at the end of Joshua's life, uh, he gives a few major speeches. Uh, and so we'll start there and we'll introduce the study uh, of the judges because we are reading a little bit about that yesterday and today and in the days ahead. and um, And then I'll, we'll close today with that great charge and confession that Joshua makes uh, from Joshua 24 towards the end of his uh, leadership and life. Um, And so, first of all, there's some business to take care of because you have two and a half tribes, uh, Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh. Remember Joseph, one of uh, Jacob's 12 sons, had two sons, uh, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, uh, while he was in Egypt and and um, Ephraim and Manasseh take their place in the tribes, and they become, uh, they receive inheritance uh, of the land, and the tribe of the Levites uh, don't receive a specific region, but they have towns that they can settle in and that they can provide for their family support, and, and where they can minister to the people, because that's what they do. And then the descendants of Aaron also descended from Levi, but specifically through Aaron, Moses' brother, well, they have the region immediately around um, where the tabernacle is going to be. And so God takes care of all of that.
1: Ultimately, the temple will land in Jerusalem when Solomon builds it. has really already been given to them
0: east of the Jordan uh, during the time of Moses before he died when they uh, d- defeated the kings uh, on the east side of the Jordan before crossing under Joshua's leadership. And so Joshua gives them a call and a charge and he tells them, hey, you know, remember you, uh, we told you that you needed to cross over when your brothers did and fight for them as they fought for you. And and then they did that, they did that. And so now at the end of, towards the end of his life, uh, Joshua gives them a charge and and blesses them and tells them to go go home and to go to their new uh, tribal inheritance. And so they do, and they cross the Jordan River, but they put up some kind of a, a memorial there uh, and it really upsets the, uh, the Israelites because they're thinking that, wow, it didn't take long for them to already drift away from the word of God and the
1: law of God, setting up altars and, uh, And so they go across
0: and they challenge Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh and all of the tribes there and say, what, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Don't you remember all of the things that got us into trouble uh, while we were um, trying to take this promised land and while we were wandering in the wilderness under Moses? And And they said, no, 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 you've misunderstood. That's not what this is about at all. Uh, They said, we we set this up as a memorial so that our descendants and your descendants west of the Jordan can know that we're a part of this nation. That we're, even though we're separated by the Jordan River, we are still a part of the people of God and we're part of the nation of Israel. And we want our descendants to know and your descendants to know that every time you look at this memorial, that you'll remember, hey, we're serving the one true and living God, Yahweh, the God of Moses and we will continue to do that." And so when they heard that they were very relieved and celebrated and had a wonderful time uh, thanking God for their faithfulness after all. And so that was a a blessing. And then Joshua continues at the end of the book of Joshua and he uh, gives a, a short speech, a challenge to the leaders and then he gives a longer challenge to all the people gathered together. And it's very similar to Moses in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, as he recounts the law and reminds them of the history of God's people, reminds them of God's faithfulness and how he has delivered them and calls on them to continue to serve him and serve him only and keep that law that is uh, given to them through the hand of Moses. Joshua has that wonderful statement in chapter 24 uh, and we'll end there, but uh, remember he tells them, hey look, if the gods of the Canaanites and the people of the land, if that's that's who you want to follow, who aren't gods at all, then, then you
1: choose who you will serve, but he makes that great statement, and we have um, a plaque about that, you probably do
0: Something on your wall, something on your desk, uh, something on your bookcase that gives that great quote from Joshua As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord And so then the next uh, thing that happens is uh, F. Lagarde Smith tells us in uh, the daily Bible that we're following for daily Bible reading uh, There are three burials that take place One is Joshua, Joshua passes away uh, and, um, and, and
1: then um, he dies. And of course, also, and LEAs are passing away.
0: And, um, and those are the ones who were directly connected Uh, with Moses and Aaron in that special time, and now it's going to be a new day. It's going to be a new generation of God's people. Um, Then also remember when they left uh, Egypt under Moses, passed through the Red Sea, they carted with them the bones of Joseph who had told them when he'd passed away hundreds of years before, hey, I know God's going to deliver you out of here, and I know that he's going to take you the land that he has promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, my father. And so I want you to take my bones with you when you go and bury them in the land of my inheritance. And so they actually do that.
1: They bury Joseph's bones in the land of his tribe's Uh, we're introduced to the
0: judges. These leaders—they're not judges in the sense of a courtroom judge, but they're more military leaders. They're uh, the time of the judges. The, as we read through this, and we'll read through more of it next in the days ahead, and talk about it next week on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, right now, we're we're introduced to them, and they are leaders. They're military leaders primarily, and um, and we read about this important time. In Judges, uh, looking at chapter two, um, reading this, it's just amazing the influence that uh, Joshua had, and that uh, was lost when he died. Um, Joshua uh, Judges chapter two verse six: After Joshua had dismissed the Israelites, they went to take possession of the land, each to their own inheritance. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. What a great tribute to Joshua that they not only served the Lord during his lifetime, but they served the Lord during the lifetime of the
1: leaders that he influenced uh, that were there when he was alive. had been gathered to their ancestors. Another generation
0: grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. What a sad commentary on the generation that did not pass along the stories. Moses specifically told them, have these memorials up, such as Passover, such as the law, such as the tabernacle, such as the special feast days. Uh, Remind your children when they ask, what's this about? You tell them, tell the story. Uh, that had not happened. Verse 11, then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals, which is the gods of the the Canaanites, the land of Canaan. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors,
1: who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped against Israel, the Lord gave them into the hands of raiders
0: who plundered them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. Whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat them, just as he had sworn to them. They were in great distress. Verse 16, then the Lord raised up judges, leaders, who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Yet they would not listen to their judges but prostituted themselves to other gods and worshiped them. They quickly turned from the ways of their ancestors who had been obedient to the Lord's commands. When the Lord raised up a judge for them, he was with the judge who saved them out of the hands of their enemies
1: as long as the Cycle of the judges, as we say. Uh, God blesses the people. They're at
0: peace. While they're at peace, they drift away and they follow the gods of the land and they do immoral things and they get away from God's will and God's law. And so he no longer fights for them. He allows their enemies to overcome them and they become oppressed. And in that oppression, they cry out to God for help and for mercy and for forgiveness. And so God hears them, and he sends
1: them a judge. He sends them a leader, a military leader, who will help them defeat them. Uh, Midianites,
0: Moabites, all of the others that are in this land of Canaan uh, around between the area of the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea, and so that's where the focus is uh, for the next few hundred years. It will the time of the judges goes from about 1400 B.C. to about 1050. Ultimately, Samuel will be the last of the judges, and he will introduce the first of the kings. He'll, uh, anoint King Saul, and Saul will reign for 40 years, and then King David. Uh, will uh, reign a man after God's own heart. Um, But now they're led by judges and the commentary is seen in the very last verse of the book of Judges, Judges 21 verse 25, where it says, there was no king in Israel, all the people did as they saw fit. So it was a very loose fitting structure. There was no real structure. There was no real organization. It should have been, they had the law. Uh, but the people drifted into their various tribes and so they uh, they kind of kept to themselves for a lot of the time and for the most part what we read about in
1: in these uh, in the book of judges are these overlapping battles between various regions or Samson or Jephthah,
0: any of the others. Um, they, he allows them to be successful and to get their independence once again, but unfortunately it doesn't stick and the people forget and they drift off again into immorality and idolatry and the cycle starts all over. That's the pattern throughout the book of Judges and that's and that's what we read about it. and it is a very, very uh, sad sad thing. And uh, I preached a sermon series a while back on the Judges, I've done that before, and I entitled it, Scoundrels and Saviors, (laughs) the Book of Judges, because when you read through the Book of Judges, one of the great lessons you get is, wow, if God can use somebody like Jephthah or Samson, surely he can use me. And that is one of the messages, I think, that we get from the Book of Judges. But we also hear that if we'll just turn to God, uh, ultimately we will be delivered. We may not even see that deliverance in our lifetimes, but we know that uh, ultimately we will get to spend eternity with God and that we will be blessed uh, here in this life as well. Um, And that's the message really that we'll be reading about over the next um, uh, week as we look more closely into the book of Of judges but for now as we consider this great charge that comes from the the heart of one of Israel's greatest leaders of all time Joshua uh, the man who whose name is very similar to the Savior's name Jesus and uh, and we understand that um, Joshua is not an ancestor of Christ in the bloodline Um, he's from the tribe of Ephraim uh, descended from Joseph, not from Judah, as Jesus
1: will be. And yet this man is a very faithful leader of God's people, one of the most faithful. Helped Moses through the time in the wilderness. He has taken over the leadership after Moses' death. Regions and pockets that their trust must be in him. And that's what Joshua tries to tell
0: them and to tell us in his last great moment, uh, this last wonderful speech to. The people, after reminding them of all the times that God has delivered them, calling on them to renew the covenant uh, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, uh, and now Joshua, which the people do. They ultimately will renew their covenant. It is because of these immortal words that Joshua shares, and we'll close with these words from uh, Joshua chapter 24. We'll read beginning at verse 14. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Hear the words of Joshua and the challenge given us by Jesus Christ himself when he calls on us to serve him and serve him as our only master. Choose today whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May it be so in your house as well. I'll see you next week.